I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare, acknowledges the Ghana people as the traditional custodians of the land and water on which this podcast is recorded and produced. Welcome to Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare. It's the podcast for the mother who's flying by the seat of her Kia Carnival. Oh, I've seen a few of them. Have you seen them? I've got a friend that owns one. Yeah. The mums in the school papa. That's right. Well, exactly. So Skylar's friend, a very good friend, their family have that car that rocked up to our house to pick her up that one day. Wagon. And Kai was like blown away. He goes, that's a great car. <laughs> and he wants me to trade in my Subaru now for a Kia Carnival, which is a huge car. It it's is. It's good if you've got lots of kids, right? Yeah. Great car. One of the slidey doors. You know, that comes out. I think you can turn the boot into three mm. extra seats, all this business. But parking that thing, I'm kind of scared. Yeah, unless you've got sensors all the way around, I'd be scared too. Yeah. It is one of those cars where when you go to the car salesman or sales lady and they absolutely sell every benefit to you and you spend the whole time going, oh, wow, and it does this and it does that. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're so impressed. Exactly. And I said to Kai, well, okay, I'm not trading it in. I'm too scared of the car. But yeah, anyway. Kia Carnival. Spacious is the word. And it does sound fun being that they've called a car a carnival, right? Mm. Yeah. Carnivore? No, carnival. Carnival. Like a fair. Yeah, okay. The carnivore, the Kia <laughs> Carnivore. <laughs> it's so hardcore. Yeah. Well, I won't even say it because it's just. What are you going to say? I'm just going to say it will eat you, but that's just wrong. <laughs> Every level. I was going to say, you have to like load it up on meat. It runs on meat, not yeah, petrol, not unleaded. Grass-fed, thank you. <laughs> Grass-fed, <laughs> shove it in there. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, toot toot to that car yeah. and any uh, toot, toot. listener that is driving one as we speak. This podcast is hosted by Chanel and Tamara. And uh, this week we're having a chat about women who choose to do things away from the home, whether it's, you know, like travelling or study or all sorts of things. And the guilt that's associated with doing those things. So, y'all want to talk about mama? Hit it. That's what I'm talking about. Wait. Okay, now, from the beginning. Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare. Go, mama. 
so I was in Melbourne um, a couple of weeks ago. Yay. It, it was nice because it's for work so I was able to justify why I was there. So yeah. I wasn't just okay. off spending all this money. I was working. Like I have to go away. Yeah, but you're allowed to do that, lady. Yes. Mm. This is why this story is very applicable. It's very applicable considering what we're about to also yeah. dive into. But I, I love the idea of just getting my bags and being at the hotel and not having to worry about anything. I was like, check my own bags in and no one else's. I get to push the elevator button. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. Oh, my big girl. Anyway, and I thought, oh, do I go down to the pool? Forgot my bathers. Okay, don't worry about that. But it was all these ideas of what I could do. Yeah. Walked up to the concierge desk and the lady was smiling. She was so happy to be there, bless her. Was she? Yeah, she Pretended to be at least. It, but well, it could have fooled me. So good I'm, job, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Faking it till you make it. Yes. So she was um, really very polite, and she said, "Are you here for the dance championships?" And I said, "Yeah," because I was. That's where I was. Did with. you start cheering? I said, "Yes." Why? E S Y. Yay! Cheer. You I should have did just done not. that. Drop your bags and done a cheer. Well, I was a bit upset with her after this. So actually, <laughs> what? I tell you. So she stood there and said, are you here for the dance championships? And I said, yeah, yeah. And she went, are you a dancer? <laughs> and, and, I, <laughs> yes. and I went, I said to her, no, I'm not. And she went, oh, of course you're not. <laughs> what? <gasps> what do you mean? What? Well, do I not look like a dancer? You um, could be a dancer. I thought I could be a dancer. You could be a bloody good dancer. Danced up to your freaking desk thingy, majiggy. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> I said, no. I said, I'm. She goes, what are you but doing here then? I said, I'm the MC. She went, oh. And she changed her tune and asked a bunch of questions about that. But oh. it was, she just dismissed me. She Hang went, on. you know, of course you're not a dancer. Why would you, of course, not be a <laughs> and, dancer? And laughed. <laughs> Is it because they're all young, young, like they're kids? Is it? What are you saying? I look old. I mean, fuck. Where's well, these insults? Well you, know, well, you don't look like a high school student, <laughs> if that, or a primary school student, <laughs> or maybe you do. You might wear the same size jumper. I should have just said yes. Yeah, and see, see where what it took she said. Me. I was very tired at the end of a work day, so I just I took um, the honesty route. Yeah, and it was uh, not great. So anyway. <laughs> I had a hotel room to myself. Let's forget about Diana for a minute. Okay. So when we left and went back to the airport, I was with a friend and they said, you're flying Rex. And I was like, okay, oh. good. And Rex to me, it's they small. were a great airline, small, so small, and you feel the bumps. No, mm-hmm. I can't. I'm no. like, what's going on? They're a regional airline usually, right? Correct. Yep. So I was a little bit apprehensive, but anyway, fine. So I was with another girl traveling with me and she said, oh, my hand luggage is a bit big. You know those suitcases yeah. that are a bit bigger, but they are they're, mm. they're sold as hand luggage. But they're not. But the airlines get annoyed with you because they're a big ass bag. Right. <laughs> Probably yeah. can be like a hard cased one. Yes, those medium ones. Yeah, a bit bigger than the. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you know, there's a zip in the middle that makes it even bigger if you've got a lot of shit that you're carting. Sure. Which Tony? Pale. Tony had a lot of shit. Tony, she was carting. why? <laughs> Why just bring that bag, Tony? You should know by now, Tony. Well, Tony was hoping to fly by the seat of her pants and, <laughs> and I said, well, we'll see how we go. We walked up there. I checked in first. She went, no problems because I had a little bag. Yes. So, I was, you know, when you're in a situation, you know you're not going to get caught but your friend probably is yes. and you, you feel all um, empowered by that. You're like, well, I'm not going to get caught but you might. Anyway, smile by my the way, way through. By the way, uh, Chanel is so small that her luggage is basically a toiletry bag <laughs> that she puts on with a luggage tag. <laughs> Yeah, exactly with my name on it. The tag's bigger <laughs> than the bag. 
<laughs> There's nowhere to put the sticker. Um, um on my forehead. Great. <laughs> Kidding. So I've walked up. Scanned my boarding pass and off I went. I said, I'll wait around the corner for you, meaning I don't want to be associated with her when she gets pulled up. Right. Because oh, how embarrassing. Oh, you're so mean. <laughs> well, you wait to see what happened. So I've gone around the corner. This I'm waiting, hearing nothing. I could see Tony sweating a little bit. And this guy's looked at me and said, your friend's just been upgraded to business class. I went, what? <gasps> what? Nah. And I thought, because he had said it with a smile, I'm like, what a little piss taker. No, nah, he's totally joking. Anyway, I've looked back and I've – because the lady seen Tony and called her to the side and I thought, she's in trouble for her bag. You shouldn't have (laughs) packed your big bag. That came and beat you in the ass, didn't it? Didn't it? Came around the corner and I said, this guy, like, totally off his head, he thinks you've been upgraded to business class, like, ridiculous. She went, I have. Why her? I don't know. So what? anyway, we walked through. Oh, no, and you so did there, it. There's Tony didn't. smiling, did smiling. She, did she say, I'm also travelling with my friend? Can she She did come? not. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I've gone around the corner and ditched her as in to say, sucked in you've, your bag and you're in trouble, you've got to pay more. Yeah. And she's then actually been upgraded to business of wrecks. And then suddenly she's gone, well, I can travel by myself. So she's kept going. And then we've got to the um, the entrance thing and the guy said, are you having a lovely day? And I said, no, I'm not. Like I was waiting for him to ask me so he could rectify the situation. Yeah. I said, my friend's just been upgraded to business and I've got to now sit by myself. And he went, oh, <laughs> 14D. Oh, Pointed man. me down. I went, and Tony's laughing. I'm like, far out. So she's gone and sat down with her little seat. And I just said to her, I said, have a nice flight. So I've gone and put my little toilet bag, more or less, up in the thing and sat there. I had one lady playing a puzzle game on an iPad, which I'm like, surely that defeats the purpose of playing a game, like a puzzle. You know a puzzle, you like to see the pieces all spread out. Oh, an actual puzzle. But she was playing it on an iPad. Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, anyway. Can I just say, Rex is so small, there's like four seats. So technically business class is the two front seat and you would have just sitting, been sitting behind her. I feel like if you're going to be upgraded and you've only got a quota in your life, Rex is probably, you know, yeah. I don't feel, you know, yours is coming, Chanel. I hope. When you I do hope a big overseas Emirates. trip. Yep, because they know awesome. how to treat you. When you're 10 hours and you're up there going. <laughs> and Tony's in yeah. cattle. Yeah. <laughs> so I've sat there and I've had this young girl by the side of me who's got very fake nails and whatever and kept sleeping the whole time and then this other lady playing a puzzle. So then Tony sends me a message and said, what pre-flight beverage were you given? She's got a lovely little thing and she said, it's really savage actually because I've got a spare seat next to me. I was like, oh. Hang on. What, Chanel? You know, they give this what? bullshit excuse of going, we need something. to balance out of the plane. So I've sat do there. Do they? Is that what they say? They, they need they... to balance the plane well, out. who goddamn knows? My God, you weigh like a feather. <laughs> you can put them in the so overhead. Back... You should ride for free, for fuck's oh, sake. It wasn't good enough. So there's Tony up in um, in business enjoying her pre- pre-flight beverage and I'm opening the girl next to me's milk and all her packaging things that she's got because her <laughs> fake nails won't open. <laughs> <laughs> Are you for real? Yeah. And then I couldn't stop looking at this puzzle game that this lady was playing. I was totally, like, encapsulated by it. And I was like, what? I Get me the fuck home. Jesus, lady. <laughs> Sorry, Tony, I'm a little bit disappointed that you didn't throw your friend's name in the bag. Like, I would have gone, well, I'm with someone. 
But, like, I kind of feel like she should have done that for you, they, But they wouldn't have let her. Like, this is the thing. that that airlines make the decision. It wasn't Tony's. Tony got a free upgrade and she was enjoying it. It was the airlines that make the, the decisions. Yeah, but I would we're, have rejected it and said, give it, it to, give it to someone else. I want to sit with my friend. I actually would have done that. She actually, I don't know if she was sat next to me because I was sat next to two other people already. Those seats were assigned. Well, how, what, how, what was going on? With, oh, okay. You Why am I sticking up for my friend? Yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, you weren't really checking in together. You checked we in separate. Okay. Well, yeah. well, that's kind of different. Yeah. But she yeah. was laughing and smug. She said, you have a nice flight? Great flight. Oh, how long was the flight? From Melbourne, 45 minutes. Boo. See? Used your quota. Yeah. Used your quota. Exactly. Yours is coming, lady. Emirates. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag Emirates. So, yeah, speaking of flying flying in, flying out. So when we do things as women and, like, leave our families, and I mm. mean in the sense of <laughs> not just walking out, uh, in the sense of whether you, you have a high-flying job where for a company you need yeah. to travel for work a lot, go away for extended periods of time, maybe you're flying, fly out in the mines, or maybe you don't, you know, you have a job which, you know, you've got a lot of nights, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. I feel like there's a stigma attached to women in particular and a lot of guilt if we do that, being that we're the rock of the family. That's and it. Men, and the constant. Yeah, yeah. And men seem to kind of get away with it. No one's questioning the man who's got the business trip for, you know, a month. Exactly. Actually, funny you mention that because we had Georgie Carroll, a comedian, on a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. last season, and she actually said something that was really interesting because comedians tour and they travel yeah. and they're away a lot. And she said, I was away a lot. And the guilt that followed that, she's good with it now, but at the time, probably when her kids were younger and a lot of other people judge, and often other women are judging women for the, making their decisions. Yes. Even though the decision is best for them, they're yeah. judging them, yeah. which is not great. And Georgie said, look, I've got two sons and a husband and I have to use sports references so that they can understand what I'm trying to say. What if dad was drafted for the English cricket team? He would have to go all over the world and essentially he's away for long periods of time. Well, because it's the English cricket team, that's okay. That and is. dad's a professional athlete. He's a hero. Wow. He's a hero. Go dad. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true, right? So she was like when she explained it to them, but this is my job and it's paying well and it requires me to travel a lot. But because she's the mum and the woman and the constant, it doesn't fit well. It is a sour taste in other people's mouths, which then makes it in yours because the yeah. guilt kicks in. Yeah, 100%. Well, I had a bit of a taste of this. Um, I think it was well, towards the beginning of the year. Mm. Um, I did a state opera show here in Adelaide and it required like a lot of time away in the evenings. For Every a, night you were rehearsing, Yeah, for the last two weeks it was every, almost every night and then it was some weekends leading up to that. It was, you know, rehearsals, a lot of rehearsals, which meant I missed, you know, putting the kids to bed or maybe cooking dinners, stuff like that. Stuff like that, homework. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Kai was actually after that. He kind of said, "Wow, that was pretty intense. I hope you don't do that too often." Mm. And I thought, hmm, "What if I did? Like, what if that was my job?" Now, uh, in saying that, on a regular basis, yeah, yeah, I probably I found it quite um, hard to do. I loved it, but I probably couldn't do it full time because it would be in, pretty intense. With yeah. also working in the day, yes. that's all you did. Probably different. Yeah, uh, yeah. How did you feel at the time? So let's actually tap into your brain with what you were doing at that time. So you were required by the contract that you'd signed to be that because you were performing in this theatre production, right? Yeah. So you couldn't just 
bail off when you felt like you couldn't because you were letting down no. the whole cast of people that were part of this. No, right? you're contracted. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And you're being paid to do so. So you can't just decide, I won't go in tonight because Skylar's upset. No. You have to be there. Yeah. Kai aside, like the where they can decompartmentalise it because they're adults, how did you feel when you were there? Were you were you good in yourself or were you kicking yourself? No, I was actually very mindful of what I was doing and enjoying it. And I had to remind myself I'm getting paid to do this, which as a, a performer or someone in the arts industry, when you do something like we do and you're getting paid for it, you forget that this is still a job, you know, and other people don't see it as a job too a lot of the time. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people, you you know, I have um, other singing friends who will do a gig and people go, oh, did you get paid to do that? How much did you get paid? Did you get know. paid much? It's no, a it's funny a fucking, I didn't do it for free. Yeah. You know, it is a job. But quickly sidestep on that. So what happens if you were suddenly um, yeah. midlife crisis has led you to go, I don't want to do the job I do anymore. I want to start something else. But that requires you to do some an internship yeah. or to give yourself some, and we all do it. Like or have done it, especially if you're starting at this point in your life, you're giving some free time to learn what you're doing mm. in order to get better at it. That's not paid, but you're away from your family. True, that's not That's paid. another thing. I know you've got yes. to say, I'm training to yeah. get better, so I am doing it, but it is that point too. Yeah. I think whether you're paid or whether you're giving your time or something, regardless of any of that, it needs to be okay that you are allowed to have an identity away from your partner. That's right. And your children, whatever that looks like, because that's the guilt that follows that simply you're not there. That's right. Full stop. Full stop. Yeah. Then the guilt exists across any platform. It can be even when you've got a hobby, right, that maybe takes up a bit of time. You've mm. joined a soccer team or something that, yeah. you know, you've got a game and you've got to rehearse. And I think... I think the problem is a lot of women shy away from doing certain things because mm. they think... I can't do that. That's ridiculous. It'll be too much time away or it's impossible. How am I going to fit it in? I'm going to be too tired with, you know. Yeah, maybe, tired. Yeah, working and then you've got to do the, the house and the kids and the, yeah, exactly. So, but I'm just wondering, do men have that same thought, you know, when it's they're different. doing it? I yeah. believe, and I'm not. This isn't decrediting them no, at all, no. but I think it's very, very different because women were always seen as the caregivers. Now, I remember being told when I had summer, and this is I okay. This has only been a very recent realization for right. me, and I'm so grateful for the thought patterns now. And this is what I was telling myself only probably seven years ago is very different to what I'm saying now. So I was told when I had summer beforehand. Get all your work stuff done. Get everything done you want to do. Travel. Do your yeah. dream job or whatever. Do it now because when you have kids, your life's over. I know. They I really used to get, set you up they to fail. They really don't set they? you up and you go, if I haven't achieved it by the time I've had a kid, then I'm screwed for the rest of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you've got to have that on your shoulder. So if you don't quite have it all together before you have children or reach the top of your career, which is very difficult to do when your biological clock's ticking at late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, So they say, oh, you're all the woman you're ever going to be. It's like, no, oh. I'm all the woman I'm ever going to be the day I die. Yeah. Oh, yes, lady. Clap that. That was a very, very good uh, Thank you. sentiment there. Yes. And I used to say that to myself. I used to, and people would say it to me, you're all the woman you're ever going to be. You're big enough now to blah, blah, blah. No, the woman I'm, I'm going to be when I reach that top point is the day I die. And Grandma Moses, 
one of the most prolific painters of our time. Oh, your favourite, yes. I love her because she didn't reach her top until she was in her 80s. Yeah, yeah. And we need to in her 80s. an inspiration from that um, because, do you know, I, I actually have this thing and it's an obstacle that I've created and a story I tell myself because I'm in my 40s now. Mm. I've got to hurry the fuck up. Hurry. Yeah, why? Yes, yes, I yes. Think, I mean, I'm, I'm running against time to achieve things that mm. I want to do. And I have to stop and be mindful and just let myself be every day in those moments of whatever I'm doing, be in the process of it instead of thinking of the end result all the time. Yes. Because what if it doesn't come, let's just say, then what the hell have you been doing the whole time? Yeah, rushing through. Rushing through, just ticking the box. Mm. And I don't know why I feel like almost at this point in my 40s heading towards 50, that 50 is just going to be, oh, that's it, finished. You know, Morgan Freeman. You know, he was an actor. Yeah, he yeah. made it. Sorry, he made it he in his fifties when yeah. he was older. Yeah, yeah. But it it is exactly that, and I think it's because we've been told this by loving people as well. Our, our parents have said this kind of stuff, and they don't mean to have affected us the way they have by saying it. It's the boomer mentality. It's the boomer mentality, and it's the how we've been indoctrinated, mm-hmm. right, to think. So this is where I think the age we are or the women of this generation, let's say, are the ones that are changing things up. We're thinking differently because we're challenging these mindsets saying, actually, that doesn't work for me anymore mm-hmm. or I don't identify with that or why can't I still have children or be at the top of my game because it was one of these things like let's say you're a cardiothoracic surgeon and at the absolute top of your game, you've put off children because you don't want to stop the freight train that you're on. Yep. Next thing you know, your biological clock is hitting you over the head and said, maybe you're a bit late here. We might need some medical intervention to help us. Get on with it. Or you've had children and it has been a massive halt in what you're doing. We are faced with these bollards quite a lot. Yeah. And now it's the point where we're finding ourselves within our careers or within ourselves and that involves time away from the house. And when we're chasing these careers, some of them involve travel. They do, indeed. And look, I've read a couple of articles, as I think you have as well, about women in different jobs who travel. And each of them did say, apart from it being, you know, quite hard, when they miss Mm. them sometimes, they wouldn't take it back. They like their lifestyle. Exactly. Not not one of them said, oh, I shouldn't be doing this or... I feel bad about it or I'm going to stop doing it. So, Because why are you feeling bad? Is it because of what society's told you? Yeah. Or is it truly what you think? Because I think we are the best judge of anything for ourselves. Yeah. Well, if you're not in the right, let's say it's a job, for example, and you'd rather be home than doing what you're doing, Mm. that's fair enough. And maybe you're not in the right job. Some people are cut out for it and some people aren't, which is fine again, right? It's what you choose to do. But I think if it's stopping you from progressing in what you want to do in your life, I think we need to stop and say, hang on, we can make this happen. It can happen. I can do these things. I just got to work it out. And I think any change is uncomfortable, isn't it? Of course it is. And scary. So let's look at the FIFO workers. Mm. Fly in, fly out. Yeah. Fly in, fly out. Um, Fly, 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 fly. And then also the military. So we used, we talk a lot about military wives mm. in society, not so much on this podcast, but... Yeah, that's how our last three episodes were all about military wives. <laughs> but what about that's military husbands? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, is that the military or the... Well, when you say military wives, you think of the wives that stay home because their husbands or their partners 
are part of the Air Force, the Navy, the well, Army. Does military Marines. cover all of that? Oh, let's just say it does okay. for now. I think, I think I don't know. Someone will say, no, that's, that's just incorrect. The Whoa. My auntie was one of those, yes. Who are home all the time looking after the kids because mm-hmm. their other half is it's away a lot. Yeah. Away a lot. Mm. And they have to move all the time. Yeah. So flip those roles. Let's say mummy is a kick-ass Marine. Yes. Right? G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane to the fucking max. So let's say oh she's, that's what she's doing and then the husband or partner is staying home raising the children. Suddenly she might feel good about her decision because she's incredibly good at what she does. Yeah. But society will go, don't you miss your kids? Yeah. Don't oh, you miss you're being away. home? You're away a but lot. But do you think that's a lot of projection of people Completely. who go, I wish I could do what you're doing. You seem to be doing it and without any problems or issues with yeah. it. How, how dare you? I can't it do that. It says more about them than it yes, does about you. That's exactly right. Most so, things do. Yeah. Same with if you're taking up study or something mm-hmm. as a mature age student, considering it. I've had a few friends who've wanted to, oh, I'm going to go back and do a master's in something or a degree in this completely different mm, area, yeah. starting a new career and they're in their 40s or late 30s or whatever it is, they've had kids yeah. and they've gone, how can I do it? It's like if you really want to do it, you can make this work. You yes. Can. yes. It might be hard for a while, sure, but how can you organise it to make it work for you? If you really, really want to do it, you can do it. And I've yeah. had friends who've had three kids, you know, the youngest is under four years old. They've still got to do the, the childcare. Then they've got school things and the kids are all doing things. Then there's got to be time for the husband. Mm. And then they're studying at 9.30, 10 at night until 12 and getting an assignment in plus working. Like it's it's a juggle and it's full on. Yeah. But uh, I think if you really want to do something, you, it's like anything, you can do it. But it, it can be quite yeah. scary for women. Yeah. Whereas I wonder if men sometimes they don't blink. They're just like, oh, well, I, uh, what do you think? I'm going to do this. It sounds good. Okay, great. I'm going to do it. And the wife's standing there going, woohoo. Yeah, back you, know, you back darling. You. I'm the woman behind the man. Yeah. You know, not, it's not the case for all men. No. You know, but that's a, why it's easier in the processing, in the thought of it. Yeah. Because of society's always yes. been, he's the main breadwinner, let's say. Let's, let's all put all our eggs in one basket mm-hmm. and. He will be successful and bring home all this money. Yeah. But what about when she does it? There's the difference. I have some stats on this too, Chanel. Okay. Um, from the ABS say that, well, this is quite obvious. Men travel further distances than women from home. And I'm not just talking about flying, but just in general, like driving and things like mm. that. Um, so we're looking into what that was, like why that is. Uh, basically, it's because men tend to be in jobs that will take them further away. Like if you're a tradie, for example, they've got to travel okay. further. Sure. Women are close to home. We've got to go pick up the kids, don't we, from yes. school at 315. Don't we be far away. That's exactly right. Um, and 76% of males and 24% of females travel interstate for work or overseas. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. more male heavy. But for holidaying, women travel more. <laughs> men, men I'm out so of much. here. <laughs> the women are like, I fucking need a holiday. <laughs> So, yeah, that's, interesting. that's quite interesting. Um, I'm watching a show, which I don't know if you've seen it, Platonic. Have you seen that no. on Happy TV? It was quite funny because I was watching it last night. It's a series with Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen. Really funny. But it's about her. She's got three kids and she's, you know, in a great relationship. Mm. The husband's a lawyer. She used to be a lawyer, but now she's got three kids. She made the decision to just forego her career and just But that's also okay if you want to do that. Oh, completely. It's pro-choice. Oh, 100%. But in this case... 
she wants to, but she's kind of petrified of yeah. doing it and she's too scared. Yeah. And she's got this crazy friend who she reconnects with who brings her out of her shell and the husband's quite uncomfortable with it. He's like, what is she doing? Like yeah. she's, you know. Yeah, they woo, itch a bit, don't yeah, they? getting itch drunk at conferences and like whatever. Like she's becoming her own person. And I thought that is really true. Look the fuck out. Yeah. and But one scene which was quite funny is she was talking to her husband like I want to get back into work and she says, well, what employer can I have that's going to have me as a lawyer between the hours of nine and two every day so I can pick up the kids and flexibility and all this. And the husband hooks up a bit of a meeting and all she has to do is take the card and call this person. And she's sitting, there's a whole scene where she's just freaking, she doesn't want to call him. She's practicing. What am I going to say? She just can't get it. She's too yeah. scared, yes. right? Yeah. So I, I could we really relate. and confidence. That whole thing, yeah, you lose that confidence. So mm. I think as women we do. We spend so much time when you've had kids looking after the kids that you lose that sense of am I any good at this anymore? Can I do it? Yeah. My brain's gone to shit. Yeah. Like can I think? I still can't form sentences. I'm Mate. surprised we're on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> God knows we're going to fly out of our mouth. Oh, yeah. That's a regular thing. Well, funny you say that because – I have travelled a little bit for work and this weekend I'm going to Perth for three days. Woohoo. The weekend, three, ladies. Yes. Ugh. The weekend after I'm going to Sydney for three days. Yeah. And then the next weekend I'm back in Adelaide but I'm working for two days. Yep. All weekend from morning until night. Yes, right. So, yeah, and there's not a lot of time to be on FaceTime and all that sort of stuff. So when I first went away, I panicked. I did all the pre-stuff and then I was worrying that I'm going to upset the kids. Now I just communicate it with Dan and I go because I need to go and he's more than capable and actually the kids are more than capable of getting some stuff done as well. I know they're little, but they can make their bed and brush their teeth. Can. Let's get on with it. Yeah. Here. You know, or they can help Dan if he needs something. Summer, can you do that? Yep, sure. I'm not going to see my kids for three weekends in a row. Two of them are interstate. And I'm actually okay with that now. I wasn't when I first yeah. initially did it, but I got better at being okay with it the yes, more I did the it. the more you do it like anything, yeah. Because I was like, well, this is my job and this is what I do. You can't help what you are drawn to for a passion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We are drawn to unique things because that's what makes us who we are yeah. from a soul perspective, sure. right? So some jobs do not require travel and some do. So if that's just what your job requires of you or what you're studying to do, a friend of mine went to Melbourne for a four-day course recently. She was off grid because of what she was learning. She was learning spinal energetics. So it was like she had to be in the zone. She couldn't be fluffing around on FaceTime with mm. her kids all the time. She had to be there. Her husband was sorting it out. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. My point of saying that is I got better at it the more I did, did it. it. Yeah. Not the more Practice. I was away, but the more I actually gave myself a bit of confidence to say, you're actually all good and you're allowed to do this. This is okay. And I remind yeah. Summer because she gives me a hard time. Yeah. I miss you. You're away. Why do you have to go away, mummy? It's not fair, all this sort of stuff. And I say to her, Summer, mummy is doing this for her as well. And when you get older, you'll understand that you still have to do things for you. Now, I'm earning money to contribute because money makes everything go round, your toys, your food, your everything like that. Replacing that vase that you broke last week. Correct. Ornament. Oh, sorry. Ornament. <laughs> We're squiggly ornament. My squiggly got, stone ornament. That you that paid full price for. No longer exists. <laughs> it was not, I couldn't repair I, it. I know. Although I felt bad saying that. 
Yeah, yeah. No. You do, but you said it. That's good. Yeah. And like you said, the more you say those things, the better you are at it. Mm. I think at the end of the day, if your kids and your family are okay with it, that's okay. Like I think they'll be okay. But so, what if they're not? What if you've got a partner that's not okay with oh, you branching out? I'm just saying. I'm yeah, just pointing it out there. That is The hard. ones that get a bit shaky in their boots. I don't know if I like my partner or my wife gaining a more a sense of her because she's not home as much and I'm, I don't know, they get twitchy bums. But I think they need just to, thinking. again, get used to it, um, find a bit more compassion and empathy maybe, yep. and understanding. So it needs to be communicated. You yeah. need to chat about that whole thing uh, and the reasons why you're doing it. And you're going to be a better person in that relationship. I think 100%. That's, that's the way you can swing it. Honey, you're going to get heaps more blowjobs because I am going to be on top of the world. <laughs> That's a lie, but um, <laughs> that, is, you can, that is a goddamn lie. You can sell it? that. You'll yeah. be happy. Look, to bring it back to reality, you're the best version of yourself. Blowjob sex aside, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I wasn't serious about the blowjob. Oh, we know you weren't. Thank that's you. fine. Not many women are. Um, <laughs> I don't call it a job for a reason. <gasps> yes. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I would have to say, though, it. it is scary and I have sometimes used my children as an excuse as to, to not do something. Mm, so, so haven't we all? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, perhaps. But I I feel like I've gone, oh, they'll miss me too much. I can't I can't do that. I'll just, you know, I won't do it. It's the too deal. hard. Mm. Meanwhile, the kid's like, see, mum, get out of here. And you're like, no. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it is hard to do. But, yeah, at the end of the day, look, you know what? Even if the kids sort of are a little, have a little bit of an issue with you going away, oh, mum, I missed you, you know, and you feel bad. If that's the chip on their shoulder they mm. have when they're older, no one's getting through unscathed yeah. in childhood. No, they're <laughs> And if not. that's the chip, well, okay. They've got a brilliant role model. And I think it's not till later you hear these um, actors who've had um, famous parents, for example, who were very hands-on parents mm. but maybe were away for certain amounts of time. Yeah. Um, and they've grown up and they said it wasn't till I was older where I was a teenager that I was like, wow, this is awesome what my parents do. I respect it. I love it. I've yeah, learned a lot. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you need to be okay with that. I agree. Within yourself. I found some things online that were really interesting mm-hmm. to help us through this kind of stuff. So yeah. we kind of go, we need to be okay with the guilt, but how do we be? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I found some things. Uh, it started with balance guilt with opportunity, which is what you've just said then. Right. Yes. So balance it out with, yeah, you feel guilty, but what opportunities is it creating for me and my family, my will, but those yeah, kind of things. Yeah. The second one was prepare, but also let go. So prepare, yeah, if you want to make a spaghetti bolognese, a big batch of it before you go, but also know that that might cover two meals of the week, let's say, for the family, but then the rest of it, your other partner can serve. The next one was serve, yeah, serve up all the meals. (laughs) They can serve up chips and nuggets. Yeah, it probably would be, actually. Not in my Let go of that. Yes. Yeah. But the letting go is hard. Mm. That, that letting go of something, I have a problem with that. I can say all the things, but then I'm like, you know, ruminating yeah, on it. We're control freaks in our own right. Yes, I've realised. <laughs> yes, big control freak at home. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Figure out the non-negotiables and don't negotiate. So this was a woman Ooh, I found like online. What? Like what? I'll tell you, Sarah Healy, oh, single Sarah. Sarah, single mum of two, and a corporate trainer and consultant says that she learned this one the hard way after deciding to make it home from a work trip to celebrate her daughter's fifth birthday a day late, thinking her daughter wouldn't really mind. Right. So the daughter still talks about that. 
until this day. <laughs> Jesus. So there's some things, I think what she's trying to say is that, that some things you you have to be home for and some it's okay to miss. Another one said, Stacey missed her child's holiday recital one year and has never made that mistake again. Figure out what things are absolutely critical. Hint, it's not as much as you are telling yourself it is. Sometimes you go, I need to be there for that. This parent teacher oh interview, wow, wow, wow. I need to be present at the school or I'm being asked to be on the PNF. And I, some things can be let go, but if it's your child's birthday and actually Georgie Carroll said that she's missed birthdays and Mother's Day and Father's Day, but they celebrated a day late and that suited their family. That is fine. Do you know I miss you work it out. Skylar's hip hop mid-year dance because I'd booked a girl's trip to Sydney away, but way before the date was released for this yes. thing, right? So yep. I was a little bit devo. I was like, oh my God, I can't cancel the trip. No. But do you know what ended up happening? I'm in Sydney on FaceTime with Kai and Skylar putting her makeup on. So I'm telling Kai what to do. Yeah, that's sweet. Sitting there. Yeah, but like, come on, we'd already done a tutorial at home where I taught Kai how to do it. So was it for Skylar's benefit, for yours or Kai's, the FaceTime? No, I didn't want to do it. No, I was like, I've taught you how to do it. You put the makeup on. Yeah. But then again, it's not like he puts makeup on every day, right? So <laughs> She looked like Bobo the Clown. I know, Done. right? But Skylar was not happy with him doing it. She's like, Daddy, no. And I'm like, but you know how organised I was? I had the whole makeup in order in mm. a special mm. little box thing so that he knew what to use. And we, but far out, like the organising and the prepping of yeah. that and yeah. making sure she went to the right door at the right time and the right and had the, uh, the recess and had she packed the right stuff All for the dance. Far out, organise the tickets. Yeah, so prepare but let go a bit too. So that's where sometimes when you start to, if you start to be away a little bit more tomorrow, then you've got to let go, go of some it. of that stuff yeah. and delegate. But that was my so that fault, was good, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't yeah. need to do that. No. I could have just been like, well, good luck, you work it out. But my favourite quote of all time, Maya Angelou, and I've probably said it on the podcast before because it's so good, do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better, Maya yeah. Angelou. Yeah. So that makes total sense. Mm. The next one here was create travel rituals. Sue said she usually travels away from her three girls, daughters age five and twin girls three at least once a week for her consulting work. FaceTime is a lifesaver, but she also had to learn when it triggers sadness in her children. So if she mm. FaceTime too close to bed, it would be sad. <gasps> Yes. But if she does it when they just get home from school, they're a bit hyped. Tell her about her day. That is a good point. So thank you, Sue, based on that one. That's such a good point. The kids don't – it's almost worse Mm. if you ring them. and Suddenly they miss you. They've seen you. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) So that was a good one from Sue. Tracy sends fun pictures of the city she travels to when they're on the map and the kids have to do – there's a bit of a game involved there. So she's obviously away for a little bit longer. Yeah. This next one is absolutely brilliant and probably my – Favourite one, it says create a home team and recruit players. So back up players to be on deck when you're not home. So you've got either groups of of girlfriends in your mum's squad or your sister or your brother or your mum, dad, whoever's neighbours, whoever's in your kind of village, let's say, they are the team players. So let's say mummy's not on deck because she's away doing a conference or at a workshop. We've recruited granny who's coming in to do stuff. Yeah. So they're the, say, yep, okay, you've got granny, she's back up, she knows what she's doing, brilliant. So some people it's harder when they live yeah. away from family, but yes. when they've got friends as well, that's where you need to recruit those players because you almost can't do it all to be travelling 
all the time if you don't have backup players. Do you know women have a hard time doing that because we are control freaks and let, like you said, letting go. We can't and we don't delegate. We don't ask for mm. help and then we put it on the guys. So when we're home and they're away, mm. we do it all ourselves. Yeah. We don't need their help. And yep. if we can't ask for help, then we go, oh, sorry, well, we can't just, we can't do that this weekend because mm. um, it's just me by ourselves. We kind of But play, you got to or you yeah. crumble. Because the men would be the opposite. They'd be like, oh, no, right, I've got mum doing this. They're having a sleepover mm. that weekend and, you know, the, why not? I'm not saying men are doing a bad thing. They're doing no. what we should be doing. You need to let go, prepare and let go a little bit because – Otherwise, if you can't do that yet, you might not be ready to do it. You can't resent your other half for working away no. if you've had an opportunity, but you you need to give yourself that those tools to work with that so it makes it easier. Sure. Another one here was make home life easier. So they were talking about um, give the kids some roles to do. So let's, okay, that we've got a job, ch- chore chart, something like that, mm-hmm. so that it doesn't all fall on the parent that's there at that point. Yes. Another one was leverage loneliness. So you might feel lonely as the mum being in a hotel room for several nights Are away from Are you serious? Was that actually a thing? It was. <laughs> Night times lonely. are the hardest for me. Back Aww. on Sue, she said, I feel very lonely and I miss my kids. Oh, cute. That's fair enough. But and, um, can we just go back to that note? Yeah. How much do you love getting in that damn hotel bed when it's just you? I know, but you don't do it very often. Oh, if you were Sue that's doing it once a week for a few nights, you then it gets feel old. Yeah. Well, I did that a lot before kids and it does get old and you start judging the hotel rooms. You're like, oh. Oh, well, it doesn't have that, hey? doesn't have a shower cap. Oh, it's a bit small. Where's the thing for my bag? Wow. (laughs) Four stars stars. out of ten. I'm going to be complaining about that. (laughs) Again, the shine does wear off that after a while. Yeah, exactly. And the last one was find the rhythms that give you energy and focus and honour them while you're travelling. So, you know, whatever works for you. But I thought they were some good tips. Yeah, very good tips. I like it. It's inspired me to go away more. (laughs) Yeah. No, but also if I'm going to do it, enjoy that process and do let go. Like go do it. But if you're doing it, don't spend the whole time doing that thing feeling guilty Mm. because what's the point? Totally. you got to do it and commit to doing it. So, you know. But if you're thinking at home, you're driving around listening to this and there's something you want to do, permission to do it, go do it. Yeah. You can work it out. But even if there's no travel, I've got a friend of mine who's a nurse practitioner and she works long hours and she's worked incredibly hard to get where she is in her nursing career. Um, And, yeah, she feels the guilt all the time. The kids, mommy, mommy, where are you? But she's out doing what she studied to do and earning good money and contributing to her career and her home family life and all that sort of stuff. But she feels the guilt and she doesn't travel. She's just at work for yeah, long hours. Yeah, and shift workers. Yeah. Shift workers. That's exactly. Oh, mum's home one night, then she's not the next. You need to be okay with it for yourself and mm-hmm. then your kids will be okay when you, again, I love this, that you recruit your team. That's yep. excellent. Yep. You know, granny's there tonight and she's got a team. She's got her father-in-law that picks them up sometimes, her parents that do that. They all work in a team to make mm-hmm. sure that the girls have everything they need. That's right. And I think that's important. My parents were both nurses and they were like ships in the night a lot of the there time. There you go. They were just like in, out, night shift, no, no, you know, it would be all over the shop. And I think they had to work so they had no choice. Mm. So it wasn't a matter of, oh, do I want to be doing this? It was we have to do this. Yeah. Uh, and it explains why I am the way I am. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unpacking that in therapy no, later. Not, no, not at all. It didn't have any, well, maybe so it had knew, some impact, lady. but it's all I knew, right? But I find that quite interesting now because 
I was used to either or of my parents mm. doing things for me, whether it was driving me somewhere or attending like a concert. It would only be one or the other. They never came together to anything. Yeah. So I find it funny now. I go to something and in the beginning when my kids started school, I would say to Kai, who wants to go, me or you? You can do this particular thing or the t- parent-teacher yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. He goes, why can't we go together? I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. I'm like, isn't that weird? You're like, maybe you go, I stay home. <laughs> yeah. Is that what? But I thought that was bizarre that parents were coming together. I'm like, do you have all this time yeah, on your hands? Yeah. Oh, that's normal. Yeah. Generally speaking. So, yeah. But I'm quite, I'm quite enjoying that, doing yeah. things together. That's mm. good. Well, this anyway. episode is a salute to every parent that is having to work away, work long hours, or just find themselves in a new spot away from the identity that is parents. And most of the time, Mm. the harder role is the mums doing it. So salute you and find your team. Yeah. Yeah, find your team. Recruit your players. Recruit your players. Make it happen. Granny is, you know, on the defence. Yeah. and this Maybe Poppy's (laughs) a wing attack. I don't know. (laughs) Wow. Now it's a netball game. (laughs) But this is your get out of jail free card. It's yeah. guilt free. Yeah. So no guilt. Do it with zealous and um, yeah, commit to it, people. You can do it. You oh, can do God, it. I wish I had wanky. To say that. That's crazy. Sorry. Why do I end on a wank thing all oh, the time? I'm sorry. Chanel. I can't. I can't even excuse you. Done. Yeah, well, hang on. At least I'm talking about netball. <laughs> Best metaphor ever. Not. Blunder <laughs> of the week. So it's the blunder of the week. What have you got, Chanel? Okay, this is from Sarah. What have you done? Just these school holidays, I came back from an off-grid adventure on a Friday evening to see an email saying I hadn't paid for the coming weekend's conference. So panicking, I quickly paid, hoping they'd allow me in the next morning to see this very important conference, only to see in a later email that it wasn't a Saturday-Sunday gig, but it had actually started 12 hours before. <laughs> Uh, So it was a Friday-Saturday conference and I felt quite the fool on the Saturday as I explained on arrival that I'd just paid the night before to attend a day's training now passed. In my defence, it was the school holidays. Totally. Totally accept that defence. We do that stuff all the time, oh, don't we? Yeah, we do. And it's we're so quick to square things up. I will pay. I don't want to owe nobody money. So no. next thing you know, she's paid for a course that was... Yesterday. <laughs> Already happened. <laughs> I reckon I've done that many a time where I've like paid for some I mean I've paid for subscriptions too for things and then gone, oh, things that don't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna join the association of blah 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 and then realise it doesn't, it doesn't exist. I thought, where's my money damn gone? You take my donation. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> it's like paying for something at like a drive through, like at Hungry Jack's or McDonald's. Driving off. You just like, oh, here's my money and then you drive away, you realise, oh, forgot my food. <laughs> Exactly. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Just wanted to donate to the McDonald's Ronald McDonald's Fund. The McDonald's Ronald McDonald. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Oh, Sarah, totally justified. Um, I'm sure they liked your donation. (laughs) (laughs) Keep keep your receipt for tax time. I donated to that. Yeah. Workshop. Yeah, that's right. Um, Get your blunders in. Yes. And dob someone in. I'm yes. dying for someone to watch someone doing something and dob them in. Yeah, please. Just contact us at motherhoodabeautifulnightmare at gmail.com. Or like I say, you know, slide into our DMs. Don't I, Chanel? <laughs> I don't know you when you do that I know. face. Do you want to squish my face? Mm, yeah. You, yeah. you hate me a bit? Okay. <laughs> I hate myself. It's fine. <laughs> I love you, lady. Don't oh, be silly. Anyway. Until ne- yeah, until next week. 
Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare is produced by Soundball Productions and hosted by Chanel Franklin and Tamara Linky. We would love to hear from you, so please email us on motherhoodabeautifulnightmare at gmail.com or just for kicks, check out our website at motherhoodabeautifulnightmare.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode of Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare and can find two minutes in between managing those little nutters, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Hey, word on the street is it helps people find us. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.